All right, got my water. Ready to go. I really need to fix that squeaking door. Anyway, I believe we last left off on a morning transition. Yes, I remember now. After Wayland foolishly made a promise with a she-lord. That'll turn out fine, I promise. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Article 8. The Writhing Tide. Part 1. Wayland. Mm -hmm. You find yourself in a grass meadow, surrounded by ancient stones. Okay. You are standing in a small stone circle wreathed in copper and silver and brass. These stones are archways, and each one of them has a shadow standing in it. There are seven of them. Each in turn are featureless. They all are the same height, the same size. There's nothing notable about any of them. And the more detail you try to find, the less you see until you get to the seventh. You look and you see someone shrouded in shadow. You can barely see their features. And this being walks directly up to you. They do not stop until they pass through you. You hear in your head an androgynous voice speak to you in a tongue you know only rarely. And they say, A broken cross is a soul depraved. Wayland, you wake up. <sighs> <sighs> I immediately take stock of my surrounding. I check every corner of my room and everything. It has not changed since you went to bed that night. The only thing that is different is the tiny little skull that was on your nightstand is now in your hand. <sighs> right. Okay. All right. I will pocket it and seal the pocket so it doesn't go anywhere. <sighs> Any sunlight coming in through any of the portholes? Yeah. I'm going to get dressed as quickly as possible and probably look like I did. I'm going to get to deck as soon as I can. I would like one of you to roll a d10, please. I will because you rolled it last time on my official Chaosium dice. I got the skull. That's a one. Oh, fuck. They look so fucking good, guys. They do look fucking good. That roll, however. Wayland, you come up top and you are blinded by how bright it is. The sun is high in the sky, making it about noontime. It is hot. The sea is glass. And you're not moving. You look up. You see the sails are down, but empty. Because there is no wind. Oh, shit. Well, here comes my first story step. <laughs> Master Greywall, top of the morning to you. Oh, God, I don't think it's the top of the morning, but sure. You're right. It's closer to afternoon. How are we? How are we going? Everything's fine. It doesn't look fine. Everything's doesn't really happen <clears throat> to you. Fine. In the middle of the ocean. Master Greywall, you're late. I'm so sorry. Charles. Hi, Captain. Master Greywell, late rising. Is that right? Give him something to do. Now. He puts an arm around Wayland and starts walking him away from the captain and says, Right, with me, sleeping beauty. Charles. Do you have a good night, your highness? I had a long night, we'll put it that way. Right, well, thanks to you, I had a long morning. So, glad you got some rest. Let's get to work, eh? I'm sorry. Who am I talking to? The bosun of the fucking White Rose. And if you talk to me like that again, I'll slap you so hard you won't be able to taste anything for a week. I'm, I'm Got it? Right. What am I doing? Jesse, give me a punishment. God damn it. <sighs> oh, man. Oh. Clean those cannons with Jory. <laughs> Fuck you. Fine. They'll be spotless. They fucking better be. Charles is shouting down to Jory, who's down the other side. Mr. McFlulahan. Mr. Radford. Found ourselves a lordling shirking off his duties. Put him to work with the girls. Thanks, sir. 
great. How's Jesse feeling right now? Oh, man. Jesse is in the middle of like a two-hour panic attack. He's barking orders at anyone on the ship to try and pick up any sort of wind. All the lines are down. Everything's loose to the point where Roz has loosened the sail ties so that they can just hang. They are still attached to the yard arm and loosely hanging down near the bottom. They're not quite as tied tightly. He comes down from the rafters and hangs in a sling. Capitan, I, I can't do much more other than loose the sails. Roz, try. I... Uh... Ever, Raz, whatever you can do, just try something. I can blow into it myself, Captain, if that would help. Are you mocking me, Raz? No, of course not, Captain. Get back to work. Aye. And he kind of leans back and climbs back up the ropes. Mama Coco has been helping Raz loosen whatever lines are attached to the deck. And she comes over to you after that exchange. Captain, Aye. can I talk to you a moment? Go ahead, what is it? Over here, please. And she looks over, and Shade is just standing there, just smiling, looking around at everything, just observing. In your quarters, please. He pulls his pistol from its holster and shoves it into her stomach. Hold this for me. I. I don't want to do anything stupid. She tucks it away and escorts you to your quarters. As soon as the door closes, she turns around really quickly and braces her back up against the door. Sit down. Jesse takes his hat off and throws it on the fucking table. And he just sits down, puts his head back in frustration. What is it? We've been working nonstop since this morning when the wind died. There ain't nothing we can do about it. I know I might be speaking out of turn, Captain. But yelling at Roz to try and make things better isn't making things better. So you need to have some restraint. I'm doing everything I can. You don't think we are too? And I know that you're trying. His breathing becomes not labored, but sporadic. Coco, I got nothing. Jesse. I don't got any fucking answers. I'm not looking for answers. I need you to calm down. I need you to breathe. What do you think I'm doing? And he slams his hand down on the table. As the camera is positioned at Mama Coco right now, after Jesse slams the table, we notice her flinch. And there's a flash of visible pain in her eyes before she shuts them for about three seconds and then opens them again with a deep breath. Captain, temper, ya temper. Else I'm not gonna say nothing else to ya until you cool off. Is it this shade fella? Do you think taking my wind? I don't know nothing about this shed fellow, but I ain't never been on a ship in which the wind just vanished like that. I have. What do you mean? Never mind. Captain, if there's something you know about this, you need to tell me. No. Jesse, I shouldn't have to remind you of all people that we shouldn't be made to suffer. So if you know anything about this, anything that would even be remotely helpful right now, other than you blowing off at the crew for no reason. It doesn't matter what it is. You speak up now, I... There's nothing I know about this. All right? If I knew, we wouldn't be sitting on his fucking waters for the past two hours. We'd be making way. All we want to do is see the rose moving again. I don't like being out here in open water as much as you. Exposed like this. You might need to take every gun off this ship once we get back to port. I'm going to kill a Dedekumbo. What's the matter with you? Hmm? You're acting like a maniac. Giving me a gun, telling me you need to tell Jory to tie the cannons up. The wind's only been gone two hours. He's got to come back eventually. You can't always be certain about that. He grabs his right hand by the wrist, begins to massage the rest of it. And why not? You just can't. That's a poor excuse. She moves on her own will. Not for me to decide. I, you can no more move the winds than I can make the waves rise at my command. That not be how constants work. I understand your frustration, but you got to be patient, and you got to have faith. The last time I had faith, I was stuck in the open waters for two weeks. So there is something you're not telling me. 
character night. What? Jesse's eyes twitching. <sighs> Jesse, Mama Coco comes away from the door, comes close to you, takes a knee in front of you, and puts her hand on your knee. Jesse, look at me. I know the wind ain't here right now, but I need you to be like the wind. And I need you to just breathe. In. Hold. And let it out. Slow. And do it three more times while I'm talking to you. I need you to have two things right now. One of them is faith. You put it in the ship. You're a captain. That makes sense. This is the only safety you have between yourself and the cruel sea. I know you put it in the wind before. And if you can't put it in a constant right now, I want you to put your faith in me, in your crew, in your friends, because we're constant too. We gonna figure out a way, Jesse. We always do. You just got to have faith. That brings me to my second ask. I need you to have patience. I don't know how much longer I'm able to wait. It's not gonna come back with the snap of your fingers. Or wishful thinking. Now the work begins. We gotta make the ship safe while we're out here in open water. We gotta make it so that we're calm and collected. If anything should sneak up on us. If you start getting upset as captain... What reason do we have to keep our cool? Hmm? That doesn't make for good sailing. Right now, we're just sitting. And that's okay. We're gonna move again eventually. I don't like being trapped. Not like this. I've uh, I've spent my time in captivity. I don't need any more. Mama Coco gives you a very sad smile. Jesse. Her hair is always down, and her locks are always thick and full with silks and ribbons and beads and all sorts of stuff. She actually moves her hair away and reveals a bit of her neck. And for the first time, you can see the ring of perhaps a collar that was sitting there for much too long. I know. Jesse takes another deep breath and stands up. She stands up with you. And he pulls her in in a very warm embrace. She hugs you back. And doesn't let go until you let go. Takes a second. It's gonna be okay. Just put your trust in Mama Coco if you can't put it in the wind right now. (sighs) Captain, I can do something to fix this. I'm gonna close my door to my quarters. Are you sure? The only thing I'm unsure of whether it would help our situation or make it worse but it's better than nothing so I ask you captain to be dismissed from my duties so I can take care of it in game mechanics I am asking if you want to spend that hero point for part of the ship part of the crew and activate Mama Coco's ability I only currently have one hero point right now right because mm-hmm. I was going to use it for something else, but now we'll go ahead and do that. Mama Coco nods her head. No matter what you hear on the other side, don't open my door. Please. Turns around. You do me that kindness, and I'll see what I can do. And opens the door to the quarters, and Shade is standing right there. Good afternoon. Hello. Would you mind moving just a bit to the right? I don't want to accidentally bump you. That wouldn't be right proper of me. By your leave, Miss Coco. Have a good day now. The camera is following behind Mama Coco as she walks the length of the deck, past the masts, past everyone scrambling to try and get the ship moving as best they can, down the main stairs to the second deck, and follows her as she walks pretty casually back to her quarters and that's when the camera stops following her and we focus on Wayland and Jory and Jory is taking a pole and it's got 
wads of canvas or cotton. It's like a big giant swab. He is furiously swabbing out the interior of the cannon and cleaning it of gunpowder and then dipping it in a bucket of water to get all the soot out, shaking it and doing it again. Well, we get the delightful job of cleaning out the inside of these cannons. Hey, Jory. Now, I'm the only one with the pole, so you're going to have to do it by hand. How fun is that? You know, Jory, I'm fairly familiar with weapons. If by weapons you mean guns and muskets and the like, then sure, yeah, I'll give you that. I've seen my fair share of a cannon during the day. Yeah, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you've seen all sorts of modern run-of-the-mill cannons that don't got the good jewelry touch to it. Waylon takes off his coat, hangs it up, rolls up his sleeves. Let me show you a thing or two, lad. Jory smirks and leans on his Q-tip, holding up his head on his hand. Oh, Master Greywall, I'd love for you to show me a thing or two about my cannons. Go on. He grabs the nearest bucket, the nearest rag, and gets to work. Doesn't say a word, doesn't complain one bit, and just goes headfirst into the nearest cannon. Is Wayland becoming a human Q-tip? <laughs> I'm going to describe this, motherfucker. You sent me down to the cannons, man, to clean out the cannons. I'm going to describe how I clean out the cannons. Great. Please continue. How are the cannons situated? So they all have their own little cubby. And what I mean by that is the actual plank that you walk on to get from one end of the deck to the other has a small inset where the cannon actually sits. And the cannon is then chained with a slightly loose chain to the actual wall. And it has enough room, probably like maybe two feet max of movement forward or backward. But it can't really move side to side once it's in the cubby. Cool. I imagine they're on wheels, so they kick back. Big giant wheel. Yep. Is there also a hinge where the cannon can aim down and up? Yep. Perfect. So, Waylon's going to... Push the cannon up. He's going to start scrubbing the inside from the mouth of the cannon inwards so that all of the soot collects at the very bottom. And once that is done, he's going to position the bucket just so. And as he steps out of the cannon, he's going to tilt the cannon down so all of the soot and everything just drains right into the bucket, and then he just cleans the line and moves on to the next cannon. This works for the first two cannons that are in the line. The third cannon is giving you fucking hell. It only rotates maybe five or 10 degrees max. It grinds to a halt. You can hear the metal grinding against itself, and it refuses to move any further. The wheel on that one is a little rickety, and it starts to bump the more that you work with it, and it's very difficult to clean from that angle. Okay. And Jory just looks over and shakes his head and smiles. Oh, you know what you're doing. I do, I do, I do. Jory, is there any oil? Oil? Hey. Yeah, there's lantern oil. That'll work. Give me a little bit of lantern oil. Or I can go and get a little bit of lantern oil. Point me to the lantern oil. Jory's eyes flit over to a lantern that hangs literally right next to your head. You don't, like, keep any anywhere? Of course I keep McKinlan right next to the bonfire. That's actually, well, that's very fair. Didn't think of that. Good man, Jory. I will take one of the rags. I will dip it in a little bit of the lantern oil. And then where the cannon is sticking at the joint, I'm going to take the rag and I'm going to position it right in the crease and I'm just going to squeeze a little bit of the oil, mop up around it so there's no excess anywhere. And I will do that on the other side as well. And I will just move it back and forth so that the oil gets in the crease and see if that does anything. It works. It's not grease it eventually does move another five degrees down and up. Right. And Jory is laughing. <laughs> Say, Jory. What's that, Master Greywall? Don't you show me how you do it. Jory points at himself, then points behind him. 
looks down the way. There's no one there. Looks back at you and points to himself again. Oh, me? You're the, uh, the gunner around here. That's Master Gunner to you, Master Greatwall. And I thought you knew what you were doing. You worked around guns before. I have, but it's been a number of years and... Oh, you've got at least ten years on me. You're more experienced. You don't need me teaching you. You know everything. Much like some of these cannons, I feel like my skills are a little bit rusty. Not no little elbow grease can fix. He takes the Q-tip that he's been using and leans it up against the wall and takes a rag that he has with him. It's soaking wet, but it's not dripping in some kind of black whatever it is. And so he takes his hand, which is covered in that grease, and runs it over where the joint is in the axle and then goes to the other side and does the same thing. You see it. The weight lets it fall to where it needs to go. And he runs his hand up the barrel and tilts it ever so slowly all the way back up where it's supposed to go. Nicely done. Sheila needs a gentle touch. She don't like it rough. <laughs> sure. Master Greywall, I've seen the way you clean your guns, and I think I can impart this knowledge on you that my father told me before he passed. Wayland is getting more and more uncomfortable, but he's still listening. He pulled me aside, and he said, Son, passion's like a woman. You treat her right, She'll give you life like you never experienced before. And I says, Duh, how do I do that? And he said, Three things. Never assume you're right about anything you know. Never assume you know everything. And more importantly, you listen. So you know better for next time. For a long time, I didn't know what I meant. Any of it. Until I saw a man of war fire cannons in a salute to some fallen admiral. Wayland, I ain't never seen anything more terrifying or more beautiful in my life. I was 12. <laughs> and I found my passion. And I take what me da said to heart. I treat my passion like I would a woman. And he lovingly gestures to all of the cannons all around him. They make me want for nothing. They all got a story. And they all got something they like. And if you listen... He might learn a thing or two. Why? Jury, I know I give you a lot of shit. And I know this might not make sense. But it's because I respect what you do. You got a funny way of showing it. Yeah. I tend to. Think of all the shit I give Captain. It's true. You don't just reserve it for me. No. No, I really don't. And for the record, I respect you too, Master Greywall. And maybe one day... I'll let you have a look at my pistol. <laughs> what did you just say to me? You heard me. I didn't stutter. <laughs> he chucks the grease rack at you. I catch it. <laughs> Jury, do me a favor. Oh, what's that, Master Greywall? I admire that you treat all your cannons like ladies. That's admirable. It's admirable that you listen, and it's admirable that you respect them. Please, for the love of the gods above, do not ever treat a lady like a cannon. If that's what she wants, who am I to say no? <laughs> and I get back to work. How is it that we both got each other's, like, best moments tonight? You are turning a coin in your hand, and I am uncomfortable. I am spending a danger point. How do you have a danger point already? Do you just get one? I have two. What do you mean you have two? I have one for each player. <laughs> well, you got two players. Okay. Oh, fuck. Wayland, as you are walking towards the next cannon, and Jesse, as you are standing up from your chair and grabbing your hat and getting yourself together, the ship goes from 90 degrees to 45 and back to 90 as something big suddenly hits it from underneath. <clears throat> Oof. Where's Jory? He was walking back to the cannons, and guess the fuck what? He is now up against the wall. Oh, fuck me. Jesse eats shit in his captain's quarters. <laughs> oh, God. Jesse falls onto the bed frame. He lays on the floor for a moment. 
Is any of your stuff bolted down or chained? Yes. Luciana flits over to where you are on the floor and hops, puts her face next to yours, cheeping very softly. Charlie, you alright? Oh, yeah, just taste in the wall. Oh. Yeah, doesn't taste very good. I don't recommend it. It's just salt, nothing but salt. Wayland, you're at the water level. You're not quite below deck. You hear something sliding past the side of the ship, and Jory's eyes follow it. Jory mend the guns, and I grab my rifle, book it up to the top of the deck. You book it up to the top of the deck. Roz is, he's actually swinging from the ropes, and he swings by you. What the? The ropes carry him away, and then he swings back in the fulcrum. What's that? And he swings back, and then he's swinging back towards you. Roz is just unfortunately a pendulum right now. Roz, get me up high. He hears you, and he says, One moment. And as he comes back around, he actually wraps the rope around his legs. And like a trapeze artist, he grabs both of your arms as you hold them up. And then he swings you all the way up against the arc and flips you up into the air. And you look down, and you see a writhe of eels all around the ship, like boiling water. Oh. Oh, shit! And then I start falling and then grab Roz again. You start to fall back down, and right as you're about to lean all the way forward and almost flip... That's when Roz catches both of your arms again, and you guys swing back down, and he lets you go back on the deck. Oh, as I land on the deck, Captain. Captain's not on deck. Right, he's in his quarters. Wayland, you burst open the captain's quarters, knowing that he's in there. Jesse is unconscious. Oh, no. He got knocked the fuck out. I'm going to grant you this hero point if you also take a dramatic wound. Oh, shit because that's rad as fuck. <laughs> and I had no intention on actually knocking you out, but you went ahead and did it for me, so take this hero point. So I should mark that down that I have a dramatic one. You see all the papers and everywhere, and little Luciana is on top of his head, flitting her wings out at you frantically. <sighs> Captain. There's a very small pool of blood. All right, I go over and check his pulse, motherfucker. He's breathing. <sighs> Lucy... Come with me. And she comes with you. Standing in front of the door is Shade. Hi, Shade. I make them aware of the situation. So, I need to go get the doctor. Would you like to come with? The ship moves because those eels are like all around and everywhere. Shade does not. Waylon just kind of shakes with the ship. Were you responsible for the dream? The smile widens. And now we can finally have our talk. Can we, perhaps, do this after we've dealt with the current situation? No. Right. About who I am? Their eyes blacken entirely, they say, in a very different voice. Who we are. You're a knight. I was. Who? They lean in so close. You can feel the temperature of their breath as they say, You. Fuck me! <laughs> Did not realize that's how this was gonna go! Jesse, your head smacks into the post of the bed. Your bed is bolted to the floor. Mama Nakansa doesn't fuck around. You open your eyes and you're looking at the sky. The piercing, clear, blue sky. The one that you'd been looking at for two solid weeks. You are delirious. You are feverish. You are parched. You're hungry. 
You're tired. And definitely not prepared for this. And then the wind comes back. You feel that, boys? (laughs) (sighs) We made it. The camera, as Jesse was talking to his crew, pans back, and there is no one on the deck. There are no rowboats. There is no one down below. He's alone. As the camera pans up and scours over the deck, it again starts to slowly return from above coming down, and as it gets closer to Jesse, it moves closer to the right side of his body and there in the planks of the deck is a dagger that's sticking up bloodied and sharp and a pool of dried blood you faintly hear the sound of boots crossing the deck towards you please don't do this and looming over you is a shadow that is not entirely full There are parts missing. Uh, To your feet, Cotton. Uh, All hands on deck. And a skeletal hand reaches over your face. That's when you wake up. (gasps) Oh. Okay. Wow. Oh, this... Okay, Cotton. Fuck. Top of the morning to you. Yeah, what happened? Eels. A lot. All hands on deck. All hands on deck. Jesse stands up and braces himself on the wall and starts heading out towards the stairs up to the helm. All hands... All hands on deck! As you're stumbling out on the deck, we've got Charles running around up top, leaning over. He's got a harpoon in his hands. Roz is swinging back and forth, trying to get a good look at what's going on. You feel the ship rocking back and forth. Jesse's head is spinning. Mm-hmm. He is reeling, and his hand is white-knuckling the railing as he pulls himself up through the chaos. Hey, someone! What's our situation? Agnes comes running up to you as she is trying to gain her balance, and then all of a sudden a ship pitches, and she topples into the railing next to you. Eels, I swarm in the ship. (sighs) Great. Eels. She stares at you. Lass, I'm having a hard morning. Just bear with me side of his face is covered in blood. Get me to the helm, please. Fuck. Grabs you. She steadies you as the ship is rocking back and forth and you get to the helm. As soon as Jesse grabs 11 and 3, he's holding on and he's he gets steady and he takes a deep breath. Agnes, get Jory off those guns. Agnes nods once and doesn't bother to take the stairs down. She hops the railing landing just behind Shade, and the camera focuses on them as it unfocuses from Agnes. Wayland. They put their hand on your chest and push you farther into the quarters and shut the door behind them, and all of the light leaves the quarters. It is plunged in darkness. Okay. Any lantern that's lit gets snuffed Any sunlight that's peeking through gets dimmed and twisted, and it's just pitch black. Can I see at all? (laughs) No. You cannot see the nose in front of your face. Fuck me. Fuck, fuck, fuck. All right, I do my best not to trip over anything and to right myself and hold my ground. Wait, I'm wearing... I was down in the gun deck. I would be wearing my eye patch. So I'm going to flip my eye patch over. You flip your eye patch over and you very briefly see the shadowed figure you saw in your dreams standing in front of you. There is a movement of wind and cloth and then they vanish. What have I done? 
confused and scared are we heading to the writer's room in a fit of panic right now we're gonna head into the writer's room as we set this up so <laughs> evan didn't realize that wayland had an eye patch whenever wayland goes below deck he has an eye patch that he flips from one eye to the other that's why pirates wore eye patches is because they needed one eye to see in the darkness of below decks after being up on deck for so long, so they weren't blind. And in the heat of situations like this, they could run down below deck, see properly. I just didn't know that Waylon had an eye patch at all. I had no idea. <laughs> I was today years old when I found this knowledge out, and I could have just looked at Waylon's mini again. Well, now we know. Oh, God, this is stressful. Being your scribe is great and all, but holy shit. I can't write this fast. You can't even write this stuff. In fact, we didn't. All of this has happened. We just have to recount what happened. We didn't. We are coming up with it as we go. All right. Yes, how are you approaching this situation? Jesse has eels to deal with and the ship, and Wayland has some kind of mystical nonsense. Oh, God. Okay. All right. So, how the fuck are we doing this? Once Agnes says eels, Jesse knows that it's Mama Coco trying to help them out, even though these eels are the size of the ship and they gave him a concussion. Yeah, that's the worst of it. That's totally the worst of it, that the eels gave you a concussion. He might have some choice words. <laughs> I don't know whether to go resolve in sailing or finesse in sailing. I'm thinking more resolve just to like stay the course whatever course that may be through the eels. It's not really that you're being finessy about it. You're just kind of enduring the fact that these eels are swarming the ship. He's also enduring the fact that he's concussed. Yeah, you ate shit. Mm -hmm. And if you describe to me how you're going to do this, what's going through Jesse's head right now, I will give you two for flair. I will definitely give you one die for using this trait and skill combo the first time. But for that extra bonus die... For that guac die, I'm going to need some flave. Jesse's head and vision is pure chaos. It is vibrating beyond his wildest beliefs. There's just so much action. There is nothing a moment ago to a lot, to a whole lot of chaos happening right now. So he's trying to find this deal within himself to feel where the White Rose is trying to take him. Because he feels the most comfortable. Home is where the helm is. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's delightful. You take your spicy die. And I notice you've been looking at the book for a little while. What are you looking at? Is there something else that you have that can grant you some more guac things? Extra things? So, Jesse has quick reflexes in sailing. Whenever I take actions that use sailing, I get an extra raise automatically. This is a perfect opportunity for me to use my quick reflexes. But I'm definitely leaning towards sailing and resolve. I love it. I think that is perfect. I'm not dealing with the eels. I'm dealing with a knight of Avalon. A knight of... Zoe, remind me the king's name. You are dealing with a knight of Elioth. Elioth, yeah. Elioth one of Elioth's knights, whom I embody and has somehow appeared before me. You're dealing with a weirdo motherfucker. Because of fey magic. You're in front of a fucking embodiment of magic. So I think I'm going to have to go about this because I can't think of any other way that makes sense because panache doesn't make sense in this situation. It doesn't really matter if I do wits or resolve. You're not trying to weasel your way out of whatever this is. Yeah, I'm not trying to worm my way out of this. So I'm not going with wits. Yeah, I'm going to go with resolve and... Hmm. What skill are you going to use here? This is a good question. I have two choices right now. Convince or empathy. I'm thinking empathy. You're trying to figure out, like, what's up? I'm going to go with resolve and empathy. Mechanically, you said resolve and empathy. How are you doing that? 
Right. I think at this point, Wayland is going to let the darkness envelop him and try and reach within himself to connect with the strand that ties him and Paga together and full-on have a conversation with Paga. Talk this shit out. Really figure out what I did wrong, how can I atone, and what my next steps need to be. I will take full responsibility for what I did. I'm going to humble myself before Paga. I love it. So take two for flair. And then I will also say that since shit is going down with the ship, I am completely in total darkness. I am going to call on my sea legs skill and give myself an extra bonus die because we are on the ship. It is rocking all over the place and I need to keep my balance. I got sea legs too. So we'll gather our... Yes, it's time to gather dice. While you're checking your own advantages for more dice and more raises and things like that, the ship also grants you some bonus stuff. Yes, I've been looking at that. Round the horn. Not only do you have round the horn, little Lucy. Little Luciana. My dear sweet bird. Because she gives you guys good fortune, you can spend a hero point to re-roll any number of dice in the risk you just made. You also have an Aragostan ship, which gives you one additional raise no matter what risk you're taking. That's just automatic, right? Yep. We automatically get one raise for that. On the ship, doing risks, you get a raise. <laughs> yes. Okay. Alrighty. Zoe, quick question for you. Quick answer. Is the darkness that I am in like a preternatural darkness? Like it was summoned? Oh, yes. It is supernatural darkness. Is it sorcery? No. Okay. All right, so I think I am just rolling three dice. Sorry, five dice, because I've got one from the ship, one from Sea Legs, and then two from Resolve and one from Empathy. And two for Flair, don't forget that. Yes. Jesse, what is your pool looking like? Let's see. I have eight dice and two automatic raises. Two for Resolve, three for Sailing, and one for the Quick Reflexes. Fucking amazing. We love that. I have to open up my additional set of dice because I actually have nine dice in my pool because of the Aragostan ship origin. Yes, you need more dice. So now that we've done approaches and gathered our dice, we do consequences and opportunities. Uh, this is definitely an action sequence for Jesse. It can be categorized as an action sequence for Wayland. I said, I guess that depends if I plan on fighting. Very dramatic action sequence. Yes, it is a very dramatic action sequence. There's a lot of drama, but it's not a dramatic sequence. Another way I like to define action versus dramatic sequences is action is very much in the now. All of the decisions that you make affect the now and within a couple of hours. A dramatic sequence has long-term impact. Anyway, consequences and opportunities. Obviously, there is a freaking huge consequence of the fact that the ship could get destroyed by these eels. So, so there is a consequence there. I would like you guys to keep that in mind, that even though the eels are here technically to help you, they are still sea monsters. They cannot stop their nature. There is an active consequence, and that's that the ship will lurch one more time and pitch off an NPC crew member. You can prevent it. It is a consequence on the scene. You can interact with it or you can leave it. If you leave it, one of the NPC crew members dies because they get tossed overboard into the sea of monsters. Remember that your NPCs are technically helpless, which means that you're going to have to put raises towards it to stop it from happening. Opportunities is that you could potentially find something new or especially for Wayland you can find out something new and interesting that you didn't know before and there is an opportunity for Jesse if he chooses to accept it in the moment and all of these things are only going to cost a single raise because I think they're cool we then go to hero points if you guys want to spend a hero point on each other to help each other and grant each other dice do we start the session with a hero point yes one hero point. Every player refreshes to one unless they have Valiant Spirit, which grants them 
two. And I refresh back to whatever my danger pool is, which is two. So yeah, I'm just starting this over with one hero point. Okay, because I already have one hero point from when Jesse got a concussion. Yes, we're still keeping that one extra that I granted you for taking it in the face and granting yourself a dramatic wound. Which, by the way, gives you an extra die. If you look on your character sheet next to the death spiral, it says that when you have a dramatic wound, you get an extra die to any risk that you're making. Oh, just bonus die to all risk. Got it. Can it be something as simple as just like keeping the ship steady? It does not have to be right exactly in this moment. It could be sometime six months ago, you guys were talking about, you know, how you sailed over here from Avalon and had to sail through a storm and how you got through that. You know what? I think I am going to spend my hero point because I am in a situation right now where I can't actively help if a crew member does potentially go overboard. I will say that I think when we might have had issues where there was the risk of that happening. And I will say that we came up with contingency plans that we have probably established a couple systems on the boat where we would be able to see if somebody's going over at a certain point on the boat, we'd be able to throw a rope or like a hook to grab them. You guys both sat down with Roz and said, hey, let's make a rope system along this railing so that in the event I'm at the helm as Jesse or I'm below deck as Wayland, we can just pull a rope. Rope cannon. Yes. Love the idea of a rope cannon. I love that we've established that there are ropes just everywhere. But there is a very, very specific reason for every single one of them to exist. I'm going to spend my hero point to say that. I love it. Jesse, did you think of a way to help Wayland? I think I'm going to selfishly hang on to mine because I think he's got it. And I think that I might want to use them for specific things that could in turn help Wayland. All right. Would this be considered a physical risk for Jesse? If you don't think that sailing and resolve are physical, I need to politely and firmly tell you to leave. So I have a total of nine dice in my pool and two raises on the side already. If you need extra dice, you can spend a hero point on yourself, but it only grants you one. Yes, I do remember reading that. I have a total of seven dice in my pool, no raises as of yet. I have two for resolve, one for empathy, the two for flare, one for sea legs, one for the ship, and that is seven. Two for solve, three for sailing, one for the initiative, two for flare, and one because of Argosta. Make sure you grab all your extra dice from your advantages. I have ten dice. There you go. Fantastic. Oh, wait, I get a bonus dice to all risks, too. On top of that, because my sailing is at rank three... I also have the ability to re-roll a single die of my choice. Yep. And if your pool is garbage, you could use Little Lucy to help you. All right. I believe we are on to rolls, gentlemen. Let's hear them bones. I get to roll dice for these eels. Can we not? So you did? Nope. You sure? Uh, yep, pretty sure. So we look over there, it's not eels. Oh no, not eels. Alrighty. Quick, Patrick, take her dice. Who's taking whose dice? Take Zoe's dice away from her so that she can't roll for the eels. Oh god. Wow, there are so many ones. Oh, thank god. <laughs> oh no. Right, punk. Well, I got some good news. What is your good news? I got six additional raises from that with no leftover. But I got a 10. I got a six and four, seven, three, eight and seven, six and five, and a 10. I get to re-roll a single die. That dropped as a three. Roll your thing. It better be anything less than a 10. I rolled a three at first. Got a 10. Your re-roll was a fucking 10. Are you shitting me right now? That's insane. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine raises. That is insane. I have three raises. Three? Yep. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Two sixes, two fours, 
a nine, a five, and a seven. Does your skill have three at all? Yeah, does empathy have rank three? No, I have rank one. No, okay. I have one left over. I would like to buy that. You certainly may. I'll take the hero point. Woohoo! Yes! I love danger points. Away to the danger zone. Shit, fuck, god damn it! <laughs> oh, boy. You could use Luciana if you wanted to re-roll your entire pool. Do I have to use a hero point to use Lucy? I wouldn't be able to use a hero point because the only reason I have a hero point is because I had one left over. You could still use it. Around the horn. The ship has good fortune from Luciana. Little Lucy, the albino hummingbird. Once per game... One hero on the ship can spend a hero point to use the ship's good fortune to re-roll any number of dice in a risk they just made, so long as they are aboard the ship. Okay. You can re-roll any number of dice right now. So you can use the hero point to do that. All right, let's go. Fingers crossed. This is worse. I'm going to be furious. Are you re-rolling all of them? Yep. Do it. Okay, that's a 10. Awesome. That's all automatically better. And by itself, we got two fives. That's a 10. It's exactly the same. It's the same? Oh, no. Yep. So I got a 10, two fives, two eights, a seven, and a one. So I still have one left over. So it's the same. Okay. Damn. It's not worse. It's not worse. But it's not better. Damn it. This is going to be real interesting, man. Can I pull up my letter of mark to these eels? I don't. They can't fucking read. Are you sure? Are they not Castilian? Are they not part of the Inquisition? They have little capes. Nobody would have expected that. No one would expect that. Nobody ever expects the Castilian Inquisition. (laughs) I'm stressed. Me too, buddy. Me too. You should be. Joe, I got a question for you. Evan, I have an answer for you. Are we out in completely open water? Yeah. Are you sure? Do you not want to be? No, I'd want to know if there are any... Uncharted Islands. There could be some little hidden little little baby boy somewhere. Uncharted. You swallow a little hero point, don't you? I'm just, you know, just chugging. Based on the map, we are nowhere in sight of anything. Good ask. Yep. Alright. You've got fucking nine raises over there, Jesse, and three for Wayland. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, God damn it. Oh, God. But first, a quick break. I need water. You guys need to get ready. And we'll be right back. Okay. Five minutes. I'd like to thank everybody who's tuned in so far to listen. We really appreciate all the love and support you've been giving us. And we hope that you continue to enjoy what we're making. We're having a ton of fun. And there's so much more to go from here. But... We're really glad to have you along. So we thank you. Thank you for being a part of our crew. And there is no crew without you. So again, thank you.